We're up to 2 Chronicles, chapter 24. Joash was seven years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. Joash did that which was right in Yahweh's eyes all the days that Jehoiada was the priest. Jehoiada took him for two wives, and he became the father of sons and daughters. After this, Joash intended to restore Yahweh's house. He gathered together the priests and the Levites and said to them, Go out to the cities of Judah and gather money to repair the house of your God from all Israel from year to year. See that you expedite the matter. However, the Levites didn't do it right away. The king called for Jehoiada the chief and said to him, Why haven't you required of the Levites to bring in the tax of Moses, the servant of Yahweh, and of the assembly of Israel out of Judah and out of Jerusalem for the tent of the testimony? For the sons of Atalia, that wicked woman, had broken up God's house, and they also gave all the dedicated things of Yahweh's house to the Baals. So the king commanded, and they made a chest, and set it outside the gate of Yahweh's house. They made a proclamation through Judah and Jerusalem to bring in for Yahweh the tax that Moses the servant of God laid on Israel in the wilderness. All the princes and all the people rejoiced, and brought in and cast into the chest until they filled it. Whenever the chest was brought to the king's officers by the hand of the Levites, and when they saw that there was much money, the king's scribe and the chief priest's officer came and emptied the chest and took it and carried it to its place again. Thus they did day by day and gathered money in abundance. The king and Jehoiada gave it to those who did the work of the service of Yahweh's house. They hired masons and carpenters to restore Yahweh's house and also those who worked iron and bronze to repair Yahweh's house. So the workmen worked, and the work of repairing went forward in their hands. They set up God's house as it was designed and strengthened it. When they had finished, they brought the rest of the money before the king and Jehoiada, from which were made vessels for Yahweh's house, even vessels with which to minister and to offer, including spoons and vessels of gold and silver. They offered burnt offerings in Yahweh's house continually all the days of Jehoiada. But Jehoiada grew old and was full of days, and he died. He was 130 years old when he died. They buried him in David's city among the kings because he had done good in Israel and toward God and his house. Now, after the death of Jehoiada, the princes of Judah came and bowed down to the king. Then the king listened to them. They abandoned the house of Yahweh, the God of their fathers, and served the Asherah poles and the idols. So wrath came on Judah and Jerusalem for this their guiltiness. Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them again to Yahweh, and they testified against them, but they would not listen. The Spirit of God came on Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada the priest, and he stood above the people and said to them, God says, why do you disobey Yahweh's commandments so that you can't prosper? Because you have forsaken Yahweh, he has also forsaken you. They conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king in the court of Yahweh's house. Thus Joash the king did not remember the kindness which Jehoiada his father had done to him, but killed his son. When he died, he said, May Yahweh look at it and repay it. At the end of the year, the army of the Syrians came up against him, and they came to Judah and Jerusalem, and destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people, and sent all their plunder to the king of Damascus. For the army of the Syrians came with a small company of men, 
And Yahweh delivered a very great army into their hand, because they had forsaken Yahweh, the God of their fathers. So they executed judgment on Joash. When they departed from him, for they left him very sick, his own servants conspired against him for the blood of the sons of Jehoiada the priest, and killed him on his bed, and he died. They buried him in David's city, but they didn't bury him in the tombs of the kings. These are those who conspired against him, Zabad the son of Shimeath the Ammonites, and Jehozabad the son of Shimrith the Moabites. Now concerning his sons, the greatness of the burdens laid on him, and the building of God's house, behold, they are written in the commentary of the book of the kings, and Amaziah his son reigned in his place. So Jehoash becomes king at seven, and it says that he did good and followed the Lord all his days while ever Jehoiada the priest was alive. So this is the priest that brought him up as a little guy. But then when Jehoiada the priest dies at a very old age, now it's a different life. Now he's got no kind of one to be accountable to, and he goes off the rails. During his good years, he repairs the house of the Lord. He puts this money box by the door, and as people come to the temple to bring offerings, they give money, and the money is raised and repairs the whole temple. Excuse me. And um, so there's been a thing that's called, that's been, it's in circulation, it's called the Jehoash or the Joash tablet. Now this is a, an archaeological thing. Now I can't call it an archaeological find or an archaeological discovery because no one knows where it came from. <laughs> so they call that the provenance or you know the source of an object. No one knows what's the source of this object but there's this stone tablets in several pieces that kind of fit together. It's called the Joash tablet or the Je Jehoash tablet and it is believed that this comes out of the temple. So what they think is that when the temple was repaired by Joash, that he made himself kind of like a plaque and put it at the entrance or somewhere in that temple as a kind of like a, you know, like when they build buildings today, they say, this building dedicated to the glory of God or say an airport like the Brisbane airport will have a plaque saying, this building was built by blah, blah, blah and opened on this day by the prime minister, blah, blah, blah. You know, they put plaques like that in buildings. So this seems to be, something like that, the Joash tablet or the Jehoash tablet which was in the temple. Now the problem with the, the tablet, the Joash tablet, is that there's experts that look at these things and some experts think because we don't know where it came from, it's fake. So there are people today who are very good at making fakes. <laughs> and um, the, the Bible Museum in Florida had some of these things that were f turned out to be fakes. Now they even paid good money for them, but it, it turns out that there's a way of aging stone to make it look really old. And So there are experts that think that if they can come up with an ancient tablet that they can make a lot of money, which they can. So there are now other experts that are good at spotting the fakes. Now this particular tablet, a lot of experts think it's authentic. They don't think it's fake but there are other experts that think because we don't know where it came from, it's probably a fake. So anyway, the point is, we're not sure whether it's real or not, but when I looked at photos of it, and I should have printed one out to show you, it looks very authentic, and what's, what uh, is convincing to me is that it's written in the right script. So like it's written in the Paleo-Hebrew, which is the old, old Hebrew. The Hebrew that you're used to seeing, like which was on the Ten Commandments in, in the 
in the movie, you know, the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, that's the Hebrew square script, which we're used to looking at. But there's an older form of Hebrew called the Paleo-Hebrew, which, which everything was written in Paleo up until um, the last king of Judah, Zechariah. After that, all Hebrew was written in square script. And so a, a tablet at the time of Jehoash would not have been written in square script, it would have been written in Paleo. Obviously, people who fake things know, what, know how to fake them well. But it's written in the Paleo, and um, it's 15 lines. Some of it's missing, the top part's missing, but this is a translation into English of what that tablet says. It says, I am Yehoash, the son of Ahaziah, the king of Judah, and I executed repairs. When men's hearts became replete with generosity, in the densely populated land and in the sparsely populated steppe, and in all the cities of Judah to donate money for the sacred contributions in order to purchase quarry stone and juniper wood and Edomite copper from the city of Adam in order to perform the work faithfully. I then renovated the breaches of the temple and the surrounding walls and the storage structure and the meshwork, the winding stairs and the recesses and the doors. May this inscribed stone become this day a witness that this work has succeeded and may Yahweh ordain his people with a blessing. So... <laughs> It's, you know, it sounds good, and there's a, a fair chance it's an authentic piece of Solomon's temple, except it wasn't put there at the time of Solomon, put there at the time of Joash. There's a good chance that's the case, but we can't be 100% sure. So anyway, after they repair the temple, Jehoiada the priest dies, and it said in the chapter 24 when we were reading it, it says that he was buried in the tombs of the kings. So here you've got an example of a, a man who's not a king, but he's oversighted a king. This little boy, Joash, growing up, for many years he wasn't capable of being king, but he had the, the wisdom and the guidance of this priest who's done such a good job. He's, they've loved the, he's loved the Lord, and he's guided this little boy king in the ways of the Lord. And as an honour to him, he's treated like a king in his death, and he's buried in the tombs of the kings. So that's all very interesting. And after he dies, Joash turns from the Lord and starts following against the Lord. And it said at the end of the chapter that when he died, he was not buried in the tombs of the kings. So figure that. Here's an actual king who's not buried in the tombs of the kings, but the priest that guided him and did a great job in his younger years, he's buried in the tombs of the kings. And the way I look at this is I think the reign of Joash had so much good in it, but it was all attributed to Jehoiada the priest, he's the, the really, really, he's the inspiration or the source of the goodness that we see in the rule of Joash. And in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 2, I think it is, or it might be Matthew 1, there's a genealogy of Jesus Christ, and it's, it's, it's the fathers and the sons all the way from, um, uh, who is it? It's all the way from Abraham, I think, all the way through to Jesus. And it's in sets of 14, 14, 14, 14. But Matthew actually leaves out a few names to make the 14s work. And one of the names he leaves out is Joash, the king right here. So he, the reason he does the 14s is for theological reasons. Uh, it's, it's, more or less, it's more or less accurate, but sometimes they consider a father and a son to be a, a grandson. To, what I'm trying to say is that a grandfather is still considered the father of a son. So, for example, in a few chapters ago, um, 
one of the kings was considered to be the son of um, Omri, but Omri was actually his grandfather. So this is just the way the Hebrew works. So when we get to Matthew, he would say, so-and-so beget so-and-so beget so-and-so, so-and-so beget so-and-so, but in one of the steps, Joash is left out. It just goes from, from a guy straight to his grandson. And he does that to make the 14, the, the numbers of all 14 match for theological reasons, because there's a lesson in it. But it's also teaching us something. Joash was not a good king. <laughs> he was so bad that, that he was only good for a while because someone else was making him be good. But when that person was taken out of the way, he was bad and his name wasn't even included in the list of fathers and sons for Jesus. And he was not buried in the tomb of the kings. So what does that say? If you're following the Lord only because you're doing it for other people, like if you're, a, you're growing up in church and you know everyone else is getting baptized, so you get baptized because it's the thing to do, then that's a little bit like Joash in his early years. He's doing good things, but what's the reason? What's the cause? Is it something that's really in your heart? Or is it something that's in the heart of other people around you and you're just doing it to keep them happy? No, you've got to get the word of the Lord and the gospel deep into your heart so that you're, so that you're Jehoiada, not Joash. Lord, make us like Jehoiada, this wonderful man of God, and Lord, I pray that our hearts would be turned to you, follow you wholeheartedly, and much grace would be imparted to us for service. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.